everyone. Welcome to the very first episode of If He Wanted To, He Would, season one, episode one with your host, me, Alexandria Kelly. Oh my goodness, I'm so excited to be here. You guys have no idea. This episode, we're going to break down the secrets to moving on, uh, things that I've used and I, things that I think you guys can use to be able to move on, whether it's a situationship or a relationship. And uh, this entire season is really going to be just like a kick start a kick in the ass, baby. We're going to get through it and I'm going to help you get through it. If you've ever found yourself crying in your car on your way home, knowing it was time to move on from that man, well, this is for you. And if you are looking to figure out who you are in a way of finding the right man, if you're single, if you're dating and you aren't sure what to do, if you just feel stuck in some way, If you feel like you're stuck in those toxic habits of being with men that are not worth your time or you become more addicted to the narcissistic trauma bond, it's it's a lot and I've been there and uh, I'm there and I wanted to make this podcast for all of you. Um, I'm going to just try and help you as much as I've been able to help myself and, and other things that I have been able to help me, but we're really diving in today to the secrets to moving on. I have secrets that help me move on relatively quickly And I think these are going to help you guys like crazy. But before we get started, uh, I did want to give a little introduction to myself. Nothing too crazy. Um, If you are listening and you are a friend or somebody that knows me, thank you so much for tuning in. Whether you need this or not, I know you're listening right now because you want to support me. And you have no idea how much that means to me. I'm extremely grateful that you're here and you're listening. If you're new, if you don't really know me, or you found me from TikTok or from social media, whatever it was, I'm just thankful you're here as well. And I believe I can help you in bigger amounts than you probably think. I've needed a podcast like this. And this is for me and for you, for all of you. It doesn't matter who's listening. And if you're a man listening, um, I'm I'm intrigued to see what your thoughts are. But at the same time, this is for the girlies and the days and the gays. So if you hate me, well, then that's fine. Uh, I don't think you will because this is not a men-hating podcast, but if you're a man listening and you actually want to kind of help uh, yourself in a way and figure out, is something I'm doing toxic and you're doing doing this as a self-reflection, well, then, I mean, power to you. Um, But if you're a manipulator and a narcissist listening to this to try and get insight, well, then it's time for you to walk away because you're not going to get any. Anyways, okay, I'm going to introduce myself a little bit for those who don't know me, even even if you do. I'm not going to go super crazy into this. I think as the episodes go on in this season, you will get to know me more. Um, It's really important for me to make sure this is focused on you guys. You know, this isn't just for me. This isn't something to do where I'm just talking and talking and talking and talking about things that only I care about. This is really something that I want to use to help other people. You know, this is this is me using my knowledge and my, you know, super crazy experience. But my name is Alexandria Kelly. I'm 26 years old. I am single, a single queen. Recently got out of like a situationship, which is why I kind of blew up on TikTok. Um, I won't go too deep into that, you know, in this episode. I think in other episodes, you'll kind of get a little bit more of my history and dating background. Um, but basically crying on my way home, realizing it was time to walk away from something. It's someone that can't protect me or serve me or love me the way I need to be loved. It's kind of almost a little bit of a trigger as to why I'm here in a good way. Um, I am from Michigan. I'm a Michigan queen, born and raised, still here. Uh, three fun facts about me I think were, I think are important. Maybe four. I'll give you four. <laughs> First thing is, I'm obsessed with RuPaul's Drag Race. Anytime I say I love Drag Race, some people are like, you mean the cars? No, baby. Drag Queens. RuPaul's Drag Race. I've seen every season, 
a bunch of the international seasons, all-stars, the whole thing. If you know anything about Drag Race, well, then I'm sure you will love all this podcast because I am a Drag Race fanatic and queen. I'm really excited because on February 16th, I get to see Adore Delano, and y'all have no idea how excited I am and to meet her because, oh my gosh, okay. Second fact, I am obsessed with unsweet iced tea. I hate sweet tea, hate it. And everyone who knows me or listens to a word I say knows this about me. Uh, the guy I was kind of seeing recently asked, sweet or unsweet tea? Even though I've known him for like three and a half years. And I was like, okay, well, I can tell you literally don't listen to a thing I say. So that was funny. Um, number three, I'm an absolute menace. Um, if you go and scroll on my Instagram or TikTok, you can absolutely see that. Um, menace on the dance floor. I am just a menace in real life. I am a lot in a good way. And I take pride in that. I love to be absolutely crazy, lay in the middle of the road. And it's a long story, but you'll kind of see that I have absolutely no reason to hold back in my life. I spent so long in a really bad relationship for five and a half years that uh, that had me abandon myself that I no longer apologize for who I am. And I guess another fun fact is I'm a pageant queen. I am going, I'm going to do an episode on how pageantry has shifted my perspective on dating men. And we'll give you a little bit more of my pageant background, but I am a pageant queen and the stigma needs to be chopped in half, done. Because let me tell you something, pageantry allowed me to get my voice. Okay. I want to say a quick thank you to some people that made this possible. Uh, the first is Jacob Regal. He is helping me. You can find him on Instagram at Prod Regalski. He's helping me produce this. Um, he's given me so many important tips. Also, uh, my brother, Ethan, Ethan Kelly, one of my besties, besties for the restie, my little brother. And he's also helped me a lot with this stuff, with the promo. Uh, it just just an amazing brother. I also want to thank Shaharzad Lewis. Uh, she is my ride or die queen. She helped me with the graphic, my official graphic. Her and I worked on it together. And I want to thank my mom for being like my biggest supporter ever of all time and the one that I can come vent to about men in any form. And yeah, you know, I, I want to thank my whole family in general, but those are specific things with specific people that, that really helped me. Okay, so we're going to get into the nitty gritty of this because I have implemented these secrets and I genuinely think that it makes moving on so much easier. This is not to say, this is not to say that any type of breakup is easy because it is not. It's not at all. They say it takes 28 days to build or to break a habit. And I believe implementing these secrets and these things to move on will help you in those 28 days get to your best moment and best point in a breakup or in any type of Thing you need to break that habit of being in a toxic love because I get it, right? It is literally an addiction. And I will actually be doing an entire episode on, on something on the 28 days. I will. And I'm excited to talk about that. But I'm going to give you a, a little reason as to why this is important to me before I really dive in, before I really dive into all the dirty details. Uh, I have been in a, an abusive relationship. Uh, I have a history of being with a somebody who was domestically violent to me. And I am susceptible to narcissistic relationships. Um, a lot of childhood trauma can go into that if you're somebody who has had that, um, especially when you're young and you feel like you aren't getting your emotional needs met. 
you are more susceptible to getting into trauma bonds. Trauma bonds are a vicious cycle and I have been in quite a few of them. I really have. And my past domestic violence history with somebody I was in a relationship with five and a half years, uh, just basically just, it really made me relearn who I was as an adult and it made me more susceptible to other relationships like that. And I'm always the fixer of things. I always have been, I always will be. And I'm using that fixer power into something better and more positive for myself because being the fixer and then men who are not emotionally stable or not emotionally connected, they come into that picture and they use me being the fixer and I turn into their mom Cause like, they really just don't get it. They do not understand. And they use my powers of healing and empathy to their advantage. And it's just so messed up in so many ways. I'm being so <laughs> serious. Like I am not your mommy. I am not the person that has to teach you how to treat me, that has to teach you how to emotionally cope with things. I want to help and I will give you love, but I am not the experiment, okay? That's not happening. I'm the fixer of everyone and everything, whether it's things at jobs or relationships or people. And oh my gosh, I am so tired of that title. And I am no longer allowing myself to be the fixer with men, okay? No. So let's get into the way I move on because I believe you are going to be able to do this. So I'm really excited. I'm gonna try not to make this episode too long because I really wanna give you guys a good taste of things, but I am gonna dive into some details. So get your notepads out, get your notes app out on your phone. Um, and we're gonna get into the secrets I used to moving on. So number one, picturing them as someone else. Whether you are in a long-term relationship I need you to picture the person that you are trying to move on from, the person that you are with, the situationship you're enduring. I need you to picture the person you're with as somebody else. Now, would you allow this person, this new person, think of somebody you think is cute, somebody you don't know too well, somebody, maybe a celebrity, okay? Somebody that you've not really gone on a date with. Somebody just an acquaintance, someone you're attracted to, whatever. Would you allow this new person to do the things to you that you have allowed this current man in your life to do? Would you do that? Would you slap someone in the face who said and did the things to you that the current man in your life or your ex has done to you? I would basically... Basically, what I've done is I will take somebody that I've been interested in in the past, someone cute, someone that I kind of know, and I will picture them and I will think of them doing the exact things to me that the current man I'm with or seeing or my situationship, whatever, my ex, I would picture them doing and saying those things, talking to me a very specific way, like this person has talked to me. And would I find that unattractive? Would I slap someone in the face? For an example... I am a strong, independent woman, okay? And I have had people in the past take advantage of that, say they want a strong, independent woman, and then belittle me and talk down to me. And even if it's something as simple as making you feel bad for dropping something, making you feel like crap, like just the absolute scum of the earth because they didn't eat and they weren't patient with you, making, making them not eating your fault, right? I picture the new person, this, this new person I've never had a romantic history with. I picture them doing and saying those things and I am disgusted. 
I'm telling you, if you are trying to get over a man, you have to do this because you are, you are just going to look at this person and be like, oh my God, I would never let you talk to me that way. I would never let you treat me like that. I would never, ever, in any circumstance, want to continue something with you if you were that shitty to me as this person is. And I can guarantee you, if you have a situationship or you have a breakup, you have something in some way, shape, or form that you have just totally, totally been disrespected by the person that you're with, right? And for me, I'm sitting here like, oh my God, I'm only letting this happen and I've only given them a million chances because of familiarity and I know and I know that person, right? I'm comfortable. I'm comfortable and I am addicted to that really toxic cycle of allowing them to treat me a certain way and then I get the inconsistent dopamine for that, right? So for example, if I drop something, right? And it's something of this person's and I drop something that's a total accident, okay? Total accident. And that person looks at me and says, why would you do that? That has never happened before. Why would you do that? And I picture outside of that moment, someone else saying and doing those things to me. And that's just disgusting. That's gross. If anytime somebody breaks something around me, I am like, oh my gosh, it's totally okay. It was totally an accident. Are you okay? Something like that. Because that's normal. That's how, that's how a nice, genuine person works. I don't belittle somebody for it, especially bringing it on for like two days, right? The next day, telling other people they did this, yada, yada, making them feel like crap for it. If I picture somebody that I, somebody else that is not this person doing those things to me, even saying that, something, that's just an example. Saying you're doing something like that, I'm out, honey. That's not happening, okay? If I picture a new person saying certain things to me, talking to me a certain way, belittling me, telling me I'm too dramatic or I'm overreacting or making me feel like I can't actually express my feelings or myself. I'm only staying in this relationship or the situation because I'm comfortable, right? And I realize at certain points that I have to get out. I need to, I need to dip. So would you see this new person and allow them to talk to you this way or would you think it's completely unattractive? Would you see this new person and allow them to talk to you this way? Or would you think it's unattractive? Automatically, there's a step to get over it. <laughs> there's, a, there's a step to get over that man. There is, this is your step to completely moving on. One of, the, one of the steps. It is going to help you so much because then you will absolutely see that their actions have made you feel gross. And that step may not apply to every situation, especially if it's somebody that, you know... I can't give the perfect advice on your situation, right? It may not apply to every situation, but that's one thing, especially if that person is crappy to you, that will completely help and completely work. Okay, let's move on to number two. This one is super important for me. I have experienced so many triggers in my life and traumatic events that will trigger me. And the word trigger can be tossed around here and there, but it is inevitable that something that happened in your childhood or something that happened in your past will come to light at some point. The person you're with, it is inevitable. I love this perspective. Somebody said this and I just, it, it changed my mind forever. It is not about whether a partner will or will not trigger you. It is inevitable because they will trigger you. It will happen. But does the person who triggers you make you feel safe to be triggered with and triggered by? Does the person who triggers you allow you to be triggered to comfort you after? Are you safe being triggered by this person? If the answer is no, there you go. That is your answer to move on, to walk away, and to help understand and give yourself that reassurance that you're doing the right thing by moving on. Somebody will trigger you. 
it is even inevitable in relationships, in friendships, in work, whatever. If you get triggered by this person, is it safe? Is it safe to be triggered by them? Are they a safe environment to be triggered by? Are they a safe environment for you? For me, the last situation and chip I had, slash relationship, whatever, the answer to that was no. Uh, he triggered me really bad. And I, they say there's fight or flight, but there's fight, flight, or freeze. And I was frozen. And I tried to talk about it at some point. And he shut me down immediately. Well, it's over now, so why does it matter? Well, there's nothing else you can do about it, so move on. Things like that. Realizing that I did not feel safe being triggered by this person. They were not able to be there for me. And then literally right after it happened, they made me feel crappy for my emotions. They made me feel so unsafe and so unwanted and used. And it was just the most disgusting feeling ever. And triggers are inevitable, but you do not have to be around somebody that you cannot feel safe being triggered by because it will happen for the rest of your life. So remember, they will trigger you, but is it safe? You don't always remember what they say, but you always remember how they made you feel. And you are going to end up being triggered by people in your life and you already know in your gut if certain people in your life are safe to be triggered around. It does not mean that them triggering you, especially, you know, on accident, right? It does not mean that they are a terrible person because you will have partners that trigger you. What matters though is the fact that they are going to either care about you and take care of you after or they're going to not do that. And it is so important to set yourself up for success and to walk away if this person cannot be a safe space for you. If you're, if you're thinking about a partner, if you're dating somebody, even if you're hooking up with somebody, you are going to be so emotionally distraught for the rest of your life or even that small time span of your life where it's going to knock you down a bunch of notches. It's going to make you feel belittled and gross and insecure and upset. And it's going to take you back to that trauma and then keep you in that fight, flight, or freeze mode. It's going to. And in a partner, you have to have somebody that understands they can be totally a trigger to you in some points at some time, but they can also take care of you after. I picture what I would do in that situation. If I triggered somebody and they were just a shell of themselves, or even if they weren't, if they expressed it to me, I would care for them. I would hold them. I would give them space if they wanted it. I would walk away if they needed it. I would comfort them if they needed it. People have different needs when they get triggered. If somebody expresses to me or I can even notice in any way that I'm triggering them, I'm going to take the step to make sure that they're okay. You deserve people in your life that love you and care for you and make you feel safe when they trigger you. Now, if someone is consistently triggering you over and over and over and over again, and you just feel like shit around them, then that's another reason to leave. Of course, you know, you don't want somebody that triggers you all the time. You want somebody that is going to obviously accidentally trigger you, not purposefully if they tell you their trauma. Because some men will do that. They will literally, they will learn your trauma and then, <laughs> and then they will do the same things to you. They'll pretend to hear you out and then they'll be open and honest with you and then they will completely use your triggers as an excuse to treat you the same way. It's, it's happened. And, this is, a, this is a reminder for you and for me, and the statistics are just wild. You are more susceptible to being abused if you've been abused before. More than half, it's 51% of adults who were abused as children experienced domestic abuse later in life, 
And that's from the National Statistics Government website of the UK. And that basically applies to the entire world. So if somebody that you're with is using your trauma as an excuse to do all the same things to you, well then, bestie, it's time to go. (laughs) It's time to go. It's time to remember that you have to move on. And if you're somebody that's been in relationship trauma before and somebody is consistently triggering you, then you can obviously feel that again. It's a gut feeling. You just know. You know that person's not a safe space, especially if they can't consistently be there for you. So I'm going to go into it with into these statistics in a whole other episode. Um, as somebody who's been abused before, uh, has gone to abuse therapy, has been more susceptible to narcissistic men because I have narcissistic men I've experienced in my life. And when you're being triggered, is your partner being patient with you and are you being patient with them, right? Sometimes triggers make people overwhelmed. But if that man is just treating you like a piece of shit, well, Again, sorry for the language, but if he's treating you like that and you're being patient with them and they aren't, sometimes triggers, for example, can make people feel confused as to why they triggered you. That will happen, but are they being an asshole about it? Is your partner being patient with you even if they don't understand? And then are you being patient with them if they do understand? Remember that too. And if he can't make you feel safe, he is not a safe space. If he triggers you and he can't make you feel safe during or afterward, he's not a safe space. There, add that to your list of reasons to move on and how to move on. Picture that, know that, understand that. That will give you that kick in realizing that it's okay to move on this way. Okay, we're gonna go on to our third point. No contact. Now, I want to do an entire episode on no contact and how that relates to narcissists and how you can literally remove yourself and make no contact a huge part of your life. I want to dive into it a little bit and express how important it is to use no contact into your healing. Because when you go no contact with this person you're trying to move on from, you remove them from your life. And those first few weeks of doing that are literal torture. I am so serious. I went through this a month ago, okay? It's been a month and a few days since I went no contact with somebody. It, well, at least when I'm recording it. So when it's released, it'll be a little longer. But it was literally so important for me to go no contact because that changed everything. I had given this person so many chances, right? And I was always their back pocket girl, always. And this last time that we saw each other and the way that he treated me and talked to me and triggered me made me feel unsafe and just used, I was like, okay, it's it's now or never, right? I'm going to go no contact and it, I'm going to see how it helps. And oh my gosh, it's going to change your life. Especially with narcissists who always want you in their back pocket. Narcissists will always want to have you around. They will always want you to stick around and they will always know that they have that string attached to you. Go no contact. Even if it's a breakup, if it's a situationship, it doesn't matter. Go no contact. You don't always owe somebody an explanation for doing that. If it's a long-term relationship and it's really hard to do, you can tell them you're going no contact and do it and you just need to do it for your healing. But if it's a situationship, and even you know what, even if it is a long-term relationship and they're a really shitty person, then you know what? Go no contact. It doesn't even matter. Just do it. Especially if they're a situationship and they suck, okay? Go no contact. You just need to do it. Uh, one of my friends that I met through pageantry, her boyfriend recently cheated on her and she blocked him everywhere. And she (laughs) 
my queen. She was getting emails from him, TikTok messages, and it's just crazy. Uh, you will always be the girl he missed out on, right? And that's good. That's good. Go no contact to make him feel like that because it's going to be so, so important to your healing. And I know how hard it is. I get it. I have had so many situations where going no contact has felt inevitable. And I've had situations where I have not used no contact to my advantage, where I've always kept them around. I was always seeing if they were watching my Instagram stories. I was always watching theirs. I was allowing myself to respond to even the slightest messages or accept phone calls, things like that. No, don't do it. Go no contact. You can do it. I know you can. I, If I can do it, you can do it. Surely. I'm, I'm so sure you can do it if I can do it. I have attachment issues. Usually it's anxious attachment, not all the time. And I am giving you the secrets to move on faster. No contact will make all of this goes so much quicker. Number four, make a list. Make a list of the things they did that made you feel crappy, of the things they said that made you feel terrible, of the things that you just know would not work in a relationship. When you write down every single way you're not compatible with them, every single thing they've done, every single way they've talked to you that's made a, that made you feel a certain way, you are going to see in writing the reasons why you ended it or why you need to walk away. You're going to physically see them and this will help you stop romanticizing any future you have with them. Any single time you start to miss them, you start to feel any type of way about them, you wanna call them, you wanna text them, go back to that list and remember why you ended it. I do this every time. If somebody has said things to make me feel crappy, consistently used me, consistently made me feel bad, consistently belittled me, consistently lied to me, whatever it is. If they are doing these things and I am putting it in a list, you literally have it physically in front of you to remind you why you're moving on. Doing this, anytime you miss them, looking back at it, you are going to be able to move on so much quicker. I am just in awe of the way that this past situationship has ended and I have implemented these past four things that I've been talking about into moving on and it just worked so much quicker than any type of move on ever has. I realize I look at this person and be like, oh my gosh, they were really shitty to me. They talked bad to me. They treated me badly. I had to teach them how to treat me. I had to teach them how to talk to me. I had to basically teach them how to treat a woman. I had to abandon myself to be with this person. I had to accept the way they talked to me and all these things. I'm, I'm not comfortable with being open with them and they always shut down my emotions and sometimes they'll recognize it later, but sometimes they won't. And it's just never, it's never healthy. All the, all the things this person has done and said to me, I'm literally their mother. And it is something I don't want for my future. I cannot picture myself being at the altar with someone that has done these things to me. So write down your list. Did they cheat on you? Did they treat your family crappy? Did they make you feel small for even just being silly and dancing? Did they tell you that you were stealing their thunder for something? Like just, just those little things, right? This is going to take it to a whole new level. And I'm so proud of you for being able to do that. I am. I'm so proud of you. So let's do a little recap, besties. Let's do, a, let's do a little recap. Number one, 
Picture them as somebody else. Would you allow somebody else new in your life to do the things to you that this person has done? Number two, they will trigger you. It is inevitable, but is it safe? Do you feel comfortable being triggered by them? Do you picture them as somebody as a safe space? Number three, no contact. Number four, make a list. Look back at that list and remind yourself why you are moving on. And those are four secrets, the secrets to moving on. I believe if you implement these four things in your life during this process of moving on, you are going to find so much success in healing. You are going to find so much success in moving on. And it does not mean it's going to be easy, but this is going to make it easier and this is going to make it worth it. You realize once you do all these steps, it's time to walk away. You'll know if it's time to walk away. And you will give yourself that peace of knowing you deserve more and better. And don't forget that you have to trust your gut. You have to trust your gut and to know what's right and wrong. If you're looking for a sign to leave, okay, well, then that's your sign, right? You already know. Is this person making you feel like you truly just can't be yourself? Do you feel like yourself at all with them? Do you feel like a lost cause? Are you allowing your intuition to tell you if they are safe to be with or not? You deserve a love so beautiful. You deserve somebody to sacrifice for you as much as you sacrifice for other people. You deserve somebody to come in your life and not have to feel like you have to fix them or fix it, right? You deserve something easy. You deserve somebody that is willing to cross oceans for you like you do for other people. So trust your gut. You know. You already know. And know your worth. Please know your worth. Know that you are worth somebody that is a stand-up person. If you find yourself consistently writing long paragraphs to describe how this person made you feel and why it was wrong and all these things, well, then you're going to stuck. You're going to be stuck with that forever and stuck in that toxic cycle. Cut it out. It's not cute or quirky to be with emotionally unavailable men anymore. It's just not. You know this, and I know this. Take a stance for yourself. Take a stance for your heart and for your future self and your future family and your future children. Would you allow your daughter to be treated this way? Would you allow your sister to be treated treated this way? Who knows, right? And if you wouldn't, well then, time to move on. You can do it. Know your worth. Trust your gut. And that's kind of all I got for you. (laughs) I really just wanted to make this first episode about the secrets to moving on. How do you move on? Let's do it. Let's go for it. I did it. You can too. It's beautiful, right? You have all these abilities to do all these things at your hand, at your fingertips. And it's important that you utilize them and you understand that this is vital to your healing process, these things. And I want to help you do the things that helped me so much. And I hope that this podcast, this entire series, the seasons, the everything can help you heal in some way and in the same way that I've been able to heal. Because I need a podcast like this. And I've needed one for so long. And if I would have just listened to one, maybe things would have changed. But if I didn't, well, maybe I wouldn't be here. I wouldn't be where I am trying to help you. And I believe that my experiences made me stronger and are allowing me to help you in in a certain way. Um, But yeah, that's kind of what I've got for you. This season is going to be filled with so much advice and so many laughs and serious things and everything. I'm going to go through all of it, right? I'm going to have some incredible guests on here, psychiatrists, radio show hosts, business owners, authors. I have a whole line 
of amazing women I'm so excited to bring on here. And make sure you consistently follow me on my Instagram at if he wanted to, he would podcast on TikTok. If he wanted to, he would pod and really keep up with everything you can find on there. Keep up with the seasons, the episodes, the information, submit your stories to me. And there will be episodes where I talk about stories. And I'm just really excited to dive in and to hear what you guys want to hear more. So feel free to send me a message. What do you guys want to hear? What do you guys want to see? I want to make this better for you guys. How is this going to be beneficial to you, right? And if you listen to this entire thing, top to bottom, front to back, thank you for hearing. Thank you for hearing me out. Thank you for listening. I hope I can help you in some way. I'm so thankful to my supporters and anybody that's tuning in. This is just the beginning. This is a start to a new season, a new season of life for you and for me. And please remember that you are worth so much more than the way you're getting treated. You know if it's right or wrong, right? So these were the secrets to moving on. I hope that you could take some notes. And if you couldn't, well then, listen again, baby. <laughs> um, I'm so excited for you to know me more, for me to get to know you guys more. And I'm just so, so excited to get started into this. So thank you for tuning in. This episode was sponsored by nobody, but my heart and soul. <laughs> and I hope in the future we can work on sponsorships and the whole thing. And um, again, thank you to the people that made this possible. You have no idea how thankful I am for you. And thank you again to everybody who's tuning in and supporting me. My name is Alexandria Kelly. You can also find my personal Instagram at alexandriakelly96. Same thing with my TikTok. It's all going to be there for you. And you just listened to the very first episode of If He Wanted To, He Would. All right, guys, have an amazing day. I'm going to get on a consistent schedule here uploading, and I can't wait for you to hear this incredible season we have. All right, guys, have a beautiful day. Bless and know your worth.